the child can generalize easily if it's a home learning environment and we should try to make, uh, make it such that um, the school and the home are kind of similar but uh, how would uh, he or she um, the autistic child generalize it to the um, like the entire world when they go outside does, uh, how does aba help with that Okay, I, I mean, I didn't say that it was easy for the child to generalize. Generalization can be very hard for the child. Oh. Um, and and I, I didn't say that this home and in, in a generalization uh, framework, I didn't say that the school and the home are meant to be similar. No, if, if, if school is where the child learns and home is where the child generalizes skills, generalization is actually about the child doing the same thing but with different people in different places and with different items so the child can say ball in school with that red ball but can the child say ball with that blue ball and that green ball and that big ball and that small ball and that basketball and that tennis ball at home yeah. you get what i'm trying to say so it's not necessarily easier it can be quite challenging but it is important because learning to say ball with that blue ball in school is not, you know, it, it's not life, right? Life is a lot more than just a blue ball. There are lots of other balls that the child needs to recognize. Um, so home is where you generalize, but also the playground, also the swimming pool, also at my friend's birthday party, also in the car, also when I'm going for a walk in the park. That's where I learn to generalize my skills. And if, if a child is doing that from a very young age and it's being taught to generalize systematically, then eventually going to work, like you say, and, and here we're jumping like, what, 20 years? <laughs> you know, 20 years forward. Then, then obviously if there's been a systematic way of building the child's skills and, and for the child to generalize, then hopefully by the time the child is ready for work, um, the child would have acquired enough skills to be able to handle all that work demands. Similar to ABA, it will come in steps and one day, they, hopefully they'll be able to generalize it to, uh, to the entire world. Gen generalization is an ABA concept as well. Generalization is the, the it, it comes after a child has mastered a skill and then we put it into what we call generalization. And after generalization, we put it into maintenance. And what that means is that, like I've given the example of a ball, but let's say, give you another example. If the child has learned to, um, to say, uh, recognize happy uh, in discrete trial training, and the child has learned to recognize mommy is happy, daddy is happy, mate is happy, my brother is happy, my sister is happy in generalization, then we go into maintenance and what that is, is that I stop teaching happy, but I'll probe whether the child can remember that that is happy two weeks from now, four weeks from now, one month from now, three months from now, etc. All right. Um, what do you think about um, social media and uh, how does, how do these Facebook groups and communities um, like promote or demote um, ABA training? 
in the current scenario are they uh, like really hyped up about this whole training mechanism um do the um, spectrum communities on facebook uh, support this or i i think there are different communities aryan um there are definitely communities that are very against aba and and when i listen and you know when we listen to autistic adults and they say how there were definitely things about aba that stressed them out i think as therapists we need to take a step back and reflect on that and say okay then i'm going to stop having to do that so one one of the things that many many autistic adults say is what they found particularly stressful in aba was being made to look into a person's eyes right look at me look at me look at me good look at me good look at me here good here's your cookie right um they found look at me eye contact programs very very stressful so now i mean in in verbal behavior therapy and certainly for some advocates of verbal behavior therapy they say do not teach look at me we don't teach look at me we want eye contact to come spontaneously as part of a playful exchange with the child that is how we um engage the child's eye contact okay um but there still are groups that are adamant that aba is harmful and evil and um and some of these are autistic individuals mm. and the only thing i can say is that i'm very sorry that they had a bad experience with aba um i i very much hope that nothing that i've done as an aba therapist would ever ever be misconstrued as having hurt or harmed a child um i would be very very sad <laughs> if one of my former students comes to me when he's 25 and says oh you know teacher denise you hurt me when i was you know and i would be so so sad um uh because i think that there are also communities that believe that aba is good and that we are doing what's right to help children to um get through um you know get through life i guess get through being able to function and be happy um you know in a world that can be very complicated for them very complex and difficult for them absolutely um so uh here we are like we're at the final stages of the final questions um i'm i'm going to shift the um steer i'm going to steer the way and uh, go to technology mm-hmm. i'm going to shift the views um so what do you think about technology trying to make uh, autistic people's lives easier and uh, it's specific um any specific technology used in uh, aba So well, I think technology is very important, very good, Ariane. Um I think some uh people on the spectrum have definitely found um technological apps or um you know uh devices such as say picture communication um visuals or or even I mean even for me, right? Like if I'm lost and I need to know where to go you know just having google maps is such a such a relief right 
Um, so, and because autistic people are visual learners, most of them, you know, having something that's so visual and so accessible and so portable can be a good help, right? Like, um, maybe the, the the person cannot remember how to how to order food or or finds it hard to say, you know, I want the cheeseburger in a restaurant, but he can, you know, just press a button on his device and it says, I want cheeseburger. I mean, it's such a, it's such a help, isn't it? It's, it's, it's so, it's so um, relieving in that sense. So I think it's very good. Um, and it, it should, you know, people should continue to develop apps that assists uh, people on the spectrum. Um, I guess the only reservation I have is that life isn't just um, about apps or, or uh, you know, we, we shouldn't just live in, an, in, in a digital, you know, on, in, that, in that space, right? In that cyberspace, right? We can't, right? Um, there, there are dangers to just existing in cyberspace. So while, while I definitely think apps are a great tool and, and a great help, I would want every autistic person to also be able to find meaning in human relationships and being able to engage with others in, yeah, in, in a tangible way. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and finally, the last question. <laughs> so I ask this to everyone who comes to my podcast. Um, mm -hmm. What do you, like, can you think of some futuristic technologies around if it's a flying car it's like um it's thousand years into the future but can you think of something that could make uh, the lives of autistic people much easier like one aspect of it maybe related to aba maybe related to any other uh, training which really needs this kind of technology hmm. can you That's think of really one yeah yeah okay i'll tell you and i and i and you said I had I, nothing could, nothing, no boundaries, right? I could think yeah. of no anything, right? Okay, so no boundaries. Autistic people think in pictures. It's, that's been how it's been described, right? Yes. So they think, they think in pictures. So if you read Temple Grandin's book, she, she describes what it means to think in pictures. So when you say the word dog to her, she doesn't think, four-legged creature with a tail that goes woof woof that's not how she thinks she says when you say to me dog I think of every single dog that I have seen in my whole life and I can place that dog day time and and where I saw that dog right so she sees something like a video th clip that goes in her head dog one dog two dog three dog four dog five you know da, 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 da. so she thinks in pictures and if there could be an app that could pull those pictures out um, and translate that into language so that the autistic person could communicate with a neurotypical person who's thinking in words or vice versa. If words could be translated into pictures for the autistic person, I think that that would be a wonderful technological advance i don't know how it could be done because i, I think it could it can be done uh, i mean i'm definitely well, yeah. so this yeah. is basically an idea this is basically an ideation session brainstorming session for me for her to get uh, get new ideas for uh, tools i'm gonna make 
Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of doable. It is going to take some time, but um, I'll definitely work on this one as well. Yeah, I mean, it it would have to be really fast, Aryan, because if I say to an autistic person like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" You know, and there are lots of things to take into account, right? Accent, right? Um, words like "hey," which is very very intangible but very important, right? Because "hey" is the same as "hi" and "hello." Yeah. but it's also cultural right so hey how are you right how do you translate that into picture form for the person with autism and and you and it has to be super fast right so that so that you know because when we talk to each other it's done in microseconds isn't it like i say something you say something back within seconds microseconds yeah um but you know all power to you arian if you can develop it <laughs> i hope to um so with this futuristic idea and a uh, uh, potential project for me we come to an end to our delightful conversation thanks for being with me uh, thanks for talking with me mom and uh, do you, uh, would you like to uh, advise any of your for example the workshop you're having next week um no i've had a lovely time talking to you arian thank you very much for your patience and for your very uh how should i say a question you're very pressing question <laughs> um uh in in incisive questions i must say they were uh and uh yeah i mean if anyone who's listening in would like to join us join me on the 12th of august to uh discuss a little bit more about home learning and what that means for children with autism especially in covid times um more information can be found on the Cape Educate website. So this is www.capeeducate.com, capeeducate.com. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for uh, being uh, here and uh, thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. I'm sure uh, our audience uh, learned a lot today with this podcast and uh, thanks a lot again. Thank you, Ariane. Take care.